you so much for being here. The Eric Zane Show podcast is underway. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. I have uh, made in a bit of appointment tele- uh, television. I don't watch, well, any television, frankly. The only time that I may actually look at a television is when the lines are on. But I'm such a, uh, I can't sit still. So I have to actually have it on my phone while I, uh, whatever, do shit around the house. To me, just sitting still and watching the game is complete torture. You got to be doing something because, you know, after every play, there's a period of time between the next play. So you could easily be doing something then at that point. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Um, last night laying in bed and for the second week in a, in a row I put on Monday night football and I, I don't give a shit about who's playing I don't give a shit about who won I did see that the Bills lost at home so Stu McAllister wants to hang himself the fucking Bills are 5-5 five and five and they lost to shitbox Denver <laughs> there was an incredible throw and catch though by Russell Wilson to some guy who I don't know how the hell that guy stayed in bounds but that isn't what this is about I don't give a shit It's the Manning cast. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning talking about the game that you're watching. So I put it on first on, um, like, I think it's um, Buck and Aikman, if I'm not mistaken. And I think Buck actually said, because he's supposed to promote the Manning cast. He actually said, yeah, everybody's watching Eli and Peyton right now. Uh, they're over on ESPN2 or whatever the fuck it is. Or ESPN. I don't even know what it's on. I just look for the name Manning on the guide and just hit it. So you you got the game on two-thirds of the screen. And then a third of it, you see Peyton's face and Eli's face. And they are discussing the game. And it is the best. It is so cool. Um, the two personalities. Peyton is like aggressive, cantankerous half the damn time. When he gets frustrated, it's hilarious. And Eli is more uh, measured in the things he says. Uh, they'll, they'll like give it to each other back and forth. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the more fun things that I've watched. They'll have guests on. They had Arnold Schwarzenegger on last week and, uh, they kept getting him to say, I'll be back. And I think he got frustrated and he, they said, all right, Arnold, uh, uh, one more segment. Uh, we're going to go to commercial. Come back. Okay. I'll be back. And then uh, they went to commercial, they came back, and he wasn't there. And they they think that they scared him off or some shit. Uh, So they they have... And fuck, it was crazy because uh, last week, uh, the Chargers were like um, in the red zone, you know? Which is, I think, within the 25-yard line. And uh, they try to get uh, the guests to predict what's going to happen. And Arnold said, Eckler! For a touchdown on this play. Look out. 
and he did. They handed it off to him, and he he ran it in. But there was like a, I think he was down at the one, so they had to take the. T- it was really really funny. Um, Patrick says the Mannings are a hell of a lot better than normal announcing team. Well, to me, it's just an added layer. I don't need an announcer. Well, I mean, I like having announcers, but I like the Mannings more. It, uh, it's just cool. Uh, when Peyton, cause he can, well, they, they both can recognize what the hell's going to happen. Oh, this is a run. Oh, okay. Watch this. So-and-so is going to get the ball. They like, no. And then they speak in a different language. Oh, that was a go wheel curl dive flank left Omaha. How the fuck? Jesus. Um, Linda says, I love their quarterback talk, even though most of it goes over my head. Oh yeah. I'm the same way, but just, and then like, uh, Peyton will get up from the seat and in his, wherever he's watching the game, it might be his house. I don't know. He's got a fucking, like a football field and he can like do shit, like show him how it's done. Uh, I was talking about it with Diane. I go. And she goes, yeah, he could be a coach. I I wonder why he doesn't. I go, well, probably because it's a lot of work. Um, And why the fuck would you do that when you can do this? It's a hell of a lot more fun. You know, these coaches, man, they get, they get, they age out quickly. Put a lot of miles on their brains. Kenny uh, lets us know that he doesn't have ESPN. No ESPN here, so I've never seen them, except for the start of the game last night on ABC. Who the fuck doesn't have ESPN? That's like saying you don't have water. What, do you live in like a fucking third world country? What asshole doesn't have ESPN? I only do local channels and streaming. It doesn't matter. It's impossible to not have ESPN. You are the only American who doesn't have ESPN. Apparently not. Chris says, I pay for Eric Zane, so I can't afford ESPN. Wait a minute. Is that you saying that? Or is that Kenny saying that? Kenny says it it saves $100 a month, you dick. That is not true. That is complete and utter bullshit. You just said ESPN cost $100 a month. Oh, I get it. You're saying cable costs $100 a month. All right. We have two idiot audience members who do not have ESPN. Kenny and Chris in Buffalo, who's a Bills fan. And they're now five and five. Joe Martinez is on the bragging train. He says, I have them all, senor. NFL, NCAA. He writes NCCA. 
ESPN in all channels. More than 1,000, senor. Well, thanks. Welcome to bragging school, Joe. God damn. Can't believe there are people that exist in America who don't have ESPN. Uh, all right. But it's just fantastic. It is just great. I uh, I just love it. I, I cannot believe the Bills lost that game. Jesus. They suck. So, how can they be so bad? Yet another uh, window of opportunity has shut. You think about that. There was a time in the, uh, I think it was the 90s. Yeah, it was in the 90s. When the same Buffalo Bills team. This is the most futility I've ever, that's ever existed. If you think your team or my team is bad over the years, it could be worse. You could be a Bills fan. The fact that they would get to the mountain every year and then fuck it up. Uh, the one year they uh, were in the uh, in the playoffs and they were down like by like a thousand points at halftime against the Houston Oilers. And they came all the way back and won the game. You would think that with that with that type of momentum, you would have won the Super Bowl, but no, they didn't. They didn't that year. That was the year where at halftime they were getting smoked so bad. All the fans left and they were driving away from the stadium. And then uh, as the traffic jam persisted, they were listening to the Bills come back. So all these stupid Buffalo fans turned their cars around and went back to the stadium and they were climbing the fence to get back into the joint. Chris points out with a backup quarterback. Yeah, Frank Reich. Who at the time after that comeback uh, had the um, was known as leading the biggest comeback in not only college football history when he was at, I think, Maryland, but pro football history. Just the fact that you've got a Hall of Fame team, uh, Cornelius Bennett. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but... Uh, Who's that other guy, that defense, uh, uh, Bruce Smith, uh, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, that, that fucking receiver with the big helmet. He's like, are all the best players that have ever played the game. And that every year they would fuck it up, go to the Super Bowl and lose. I knew a guy, I don't know him anymore. I knew him at the time, Ray Bentley. Back in the radio days, Bentley would show up from time to time. And uh, nice, nice guy. And uh, he was part of that team. He fucked it up, too. It was all his fault, Bentley. We used to make fun of him. He used to come to the station and go, oh, yeah, four-time Super Bowl loser Ray Bentley's checking in. Hey, hey, Ray, how are you? Fuck you! God damn. And so that window of opportunity closes and then the latest is uh, this current team with this uh, Josh Allen and um, uh, Stephon Diggs. And, and then they, they, they had, uh, goddamn, every chance in the world. And they've fucked it up, too. And now they're back to being shit. The Broncos go into Buffalo and beat them. What a bunch of assholes. 
God damn, that's unbelievable. The Mannings interviewed Lindsey. First, they interviewed Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's always fantastic. And then they brought in um, uh, Lindsey Vaughn. Vaughn Vaughn. V-O-N-N. Vaughn. I want to say Vaughn, but I think they call her Lindsey Vaughn. What an absolute doll. She's so damn pretty. Except when you see her knees. You know? Skating at 80 miles an hour, and then she hits a, a rough patch and her, her legs fall off. They have to rebuild her like the bionic man. And then the way the damn game ended. Buffalo sucks so bad. Denver went to win the game on a field goal. And the kicker kicked it. And the dickhead missed. But the dumb shit Bills had 12 guys on the field. You need 11. They had one too many. How that happens, I don't know. It's because they're shitty. And then son of a bitch, they uh, gave the kicker for Denver another chance and he buried it. Just like that. That is so embarrassing. There was a game that the Lions played back in the day in the the 1980s. I'll never forget this. Uh, Because the headline of the Detroit News said, Dirty Dozen. Um, The Lions upset the Dallas Cowboys and uh, they did it in the same fashion, a field goal, but they had 12 men on the field, but nobody caught it. And there's actually a picture in the Detroit news of a guy, one of the offensive linemen, like he's got a guilt ridden look on his face. Like who me? Like right before the ball was snapped and he just put his head down and tried to blend in and nobody counted. And sure enough, they kick the ball, they win. And then Dallas said, hey, we have 12 men on the field. And they're like, oh, we didn't see it. Fuck you. Chris from Buffalo says, if they don't fire the coaching staff today and hire Harbaugh, I swear to fuck. I don't know, man. Um, The Lions, though, right now are ranked number four in the power rankings which is just insanity to me. The Eagles are one. The Chiefs are two. The 49ers are three. And then the Lions. Holy shit. God, that's uh, we are swimming in the deep end with that. Man, I try not to pay attention to that shit. I try to just keep my head down pay attention to my fantasy team or something like that. Try not to, I don't, uh, I don't read any writers about the team. I don't, uh, I don't listen to sports talk radio about the team. I, I, I try to, um, ignore as much as I can about them because I find that if I, uh, pay attention to them all week long while they prepare for the next game, that it, uh, it fucks with me. I get, I get too involved. And then when they fuck it up, I get disappointed, you know? So all I know is that they play the Bears this next game. That's all I that's literally the only thing I know. 
The Bears are not that great. But uh, they're, I think they're getting better finally. But they're already planning for next year's draft because they made some trades. And uh, I think they got a pretty good draft set up for next year. But they'll probably fuck it up. There's a handful of teams that are perpetual fuck-ups. Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago. Now, Cleveland somehow is fucking 6-3. and three. Who knew that the Browns were 6-3? and three? Son of a bitch! That's insane! And I don't even think Deshaun Watson is playing. Isn't that fucking rapist not even in the game? Isn't he, like, hurt or something? He needs his dick milked or something? I have no idea. Linda is suggesting that Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the Bears. I don't know. More on Harbaugh in a bit. For some of you Michigan fans who just love that guy. What an annoying, smug prick that guy is. Uh, Yesterday, I know this sounds like a broken record. And um, you saw O'Neal in here. He is here. But... Um, he got lost again yesterday and this was a bad one. Now on his neck right now, I have that tracker that I have that you can, you know, it doesn't really work too well up North because you know, they, they have like one G service up there, but around here it works excellent. So what was intended to be an up North thing is now a right here thing. Um, okay. In my backyard, there's an area that's fenced in, which does have a way out that only he and Bruce would find their way out of. They jump down a retaining wall and then they're out into the, the whole neighborhood. Now, O'Neill is easier to catch. Like if Bruce were to get out of the neighborhood, you're not going to get him back. You literally have to run and chase him until he's exhausted. And then before he has a heart attack, he'll lay down and then you can pick him up and take him home. O'Neal, different. As soon as he wanders away, if he hears you or you're rattling a food bowl with food in it, um, he will come back. So I don't put O'Neal on a leash. I put Bruce on a leash and Darla on a leash. And I go into the front yard with them while O'Neal is in the backyard. Now, the amount of time this takes for me to go in the front yard for them to see if they have to go poo, because they like to poo on grass, and that's where the grass is. O'Neal doesn't care. He'll poop on the damn pool deck. It's not a lot of time. I'm out there, and then I come back, and there's no O'Neal. I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. Um, He must have gotten down, down the retaining wall and just like ran on a dead sprint to the farthest reaches of this entire neighborhood. Okay. Cause again, this is not much time. This is a minute or two. And I, you know, typically if he does get out, he'll sniff around, you know, see where the other dogs are peeing. And typically he's right there. He's not far at all. He's like at the neighbor's house. So I get one metal food bowl full of food and put another one on top of it like a clamshell and I'm rattling it on the front steps of the house waiting for him to come back. Now that 
gets the NFK route up. Tony gone. Shit. Fuck. Holy shit. Fuck. Ah, that son of a bitch. Motherfuck. So that means he's going to stand at the door and just stare outside. He's just trying to help, but I hate getting him agitated. No O'Neal. I wander over to the neighbors, their backyard, rattling the damn food bowl. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, by the way. Uh, I'm in their backyard rattling a food bowl, making a hell of a racket. No O'Neal. Come back. Uh, Jump in the truck. Driving away. See one neighbor. Have you seen O'Neal? She goes, I just saw him. He was over there. And he was in a backyard. I saw him going that direction. Thank you. Go over to that area. Wander into these people's backyard. Same thing. Everybody knows I'm there. No O'Neal. He's moved. I go I'm now I'm walking back into the front yard. Two doors are opening. One house on the on a, a door on a house on either side. They've heard me because I was in between those houses. You lose your dog? Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I saw him too. He went that way. Oh, fuck. Now, where I'm going is the absolute opposite end of the neighborhood. It takes a while to get there. And um, so as I go down this one cul-de-sac, which is the absolute farthest point, it's the edge of the neighborhood. Once you get past this cul-de-sac, it's just field. Okay? And God knows he's going to be scared and wandering, and he's not going to know where he is if he's out there. Well, you know where this is going because I go down this cul-de-sac, and it's the, the neighborhood's transitioning from neighborhood to woods. And there's this uh, big woods... And uh, I can see a guy out in it for some reason. It's still someone's property, but it's woods. And uh, I can, because there's no leaves on trees, everything's down. And I see him out there and I go, hey, have you seen a dog? And uh, I recognize the guy when I take my little old, old man walks. And he goes, no. I go, okay, thank you. And I go back into the car and I hear a female voice. I guess his wife, maybe she's, working on the same set of chores also in the woods. She goes, I see a dog. And I'm like, so I'm now in the, I got back in the truck. I get out and I go, excuse me. And as I say that I'm walking to the back of the truck, like where the, right where the bumper and the tailgate is. And he's right in front of my face. looking at me. There he is. He is now, he came to me. And, uh, I mean, holy shit, I was about to drive away. Had that lady not said anything, um, well, I mean, I imagine I still could have seen O'Neal in the rearview mirror if I would have looked, but, I mean, I was that close to losing him. Had I driven away or if the time, whatever, you know, he came to my voice is what he did. Holy shit, this, God damn it, um, Every time I've discussed this, I've had the same desperation. And I've said every time, I am never going to lose him again. And people like Stevie, who loves the dog so much, like, God damn it, you're going to lose him, Eric. Holy shit, I want to see O'Neal all the time. Oh, my God, I ain't no laws when you're drinking 
claws. What the fuck is happening with you? Why are you so? Why are you doing that? We're high, handsome boy. Hi, handsome boy. I want to see O'Neal all the time. Hey, honey, how you doing? I want to see O'Neal all the time. When can I meet that boy? Bad boy. When can I meet that boy? Mike, Mark, tell me to fucking. Um, uh, Mike, my, my fucking <laughs> Pellerino. Um, so I, I get him in the car. He's exhausted. This has been probably half an hour. So my point is at the time, I'm like, everybody's has just got to be sick of me constantly going through this. And if they, if I ever lose this dog, they're going to be like, why? Well, you, how, how the fuck? This is insanity because I keep repeating the same damn thing. I'm really disgusted with myself. I mean, Jesus, I don't know what I would do if I lost him. I'm just looking at him right now. So at, like right now he has the tracker on. I wake up, he wakes up. I put the tracker on him. Um, and then I'll keep him on a leash now. Um, when I have him, I, Fuck, that was terrible. Stevie says, listening to these stories stresses me out. Oh, believe me, even just thinking about it, me retelling it stresses me out. Honey, that guy's in our backyard looking for one of his dogs again. Oh, big time. Kent is in the, I'm going to rub salt in the wounds mode says if only there was some sort of a device that could that the dog could wear that would teach them to stay in their boundaries uh you should get harbor humane to sponsor his tracker joe says joe pellerito says it's funny that my actual brothers are mike mark pellerito uh mike mark fucking <laughs> Why not fence the spot that they get out? Yeah, you know, I, honestly, um, there is not one idea here that is bad. The only thing that is not acceptable is the one that I currently have in operation. I'm on your side here. My God. But then, um, making things worse. I was kind of a bad dog owner all day yesterday. Uh, I got in from taking my old man walk and, uh, Diana had left. She went to like book of the month club. Her and the ladies get together and they've all read a book and then they, uh, and then they get together and drink wine and, uh, discuss the book. That sounds like something that guys would never do. You know, do you think there's, what are the odds that there has never, ever in the history of history been a group of guys who get together and discuss 
the book that they read. You know, that is definitely not a guy thing to do. In fact, if someone says to me, hey, Eric, uh, us guys are getting together and we're going to read a book together. And then we're, uh, you're going to read it during the month and then we're going to talk about it. God, that sounds ridiculous. I cannot even, I can't even imagine that. Uh, so she was off and then uh, she put the dogs in the cage. I got back from my walk and I had some work to do up here. So I just left O'Neill in his little kennel and uh, Darla in hers. Bruce doesn't hang out in one for some reason. Don't ask why. I don't know. Darla has to be in there. This is why. Darla has to be in a little kennel. And we don't want her to be alone, so O'Neill keeps her company in his kennel. So I come up here, about 90 minutes, do some work. At about the same time that I'm finishing, Diana gets home from Book of the Month Club. Help! She's in the garage. I go, oh, hey! She got uh, um, like five bottles of wine. I don't know if they, I think they just get together and drink. She's probably hammered while driving. I'm kidding. She wasn't. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. She goes, Hey, where's the dogs? I go, well, O'Neill and, uh, Darla are in the cage. You didn't let them out. Well, I didn't want to put up with them. So I just left them in there. No big deal. No, it was a big deal because O'Neill peed. Okay. Now the bottom of the uh, kennel is like, um, is a tray. It's like a big fucking cookie sheet. So it's got sides that go up. So uh, it, it was like a piss bath. He peed so much in there. He had to go so bad that he just filled it with pee. And then the poor guy, he didn't want to just stand in his pee. So he laid in his pee. I'm like, oh my God. So the dog is soaked in pee. I open up the kennel. He comes out and shakes. And the pee goes everywhere in the laundry room. Ceiling, four walls, Eric and Diana. I mean, like in my face, just piss hitting me. It's like when Catholic mass, when the when the church, when the priest is doing the holy water, and you're, oh my God, Father. The dog is giving us a holy water piss sprinkling oh Brandis says poor baby Brandis says you deserved that this is true she says why didn't you let him out I go I I, I could I didn't I wasn't there that long and I wasn't and I have I've done that many times before that is not a big deal to do that um, so now Diane and I both are covered in dog piss and, uh, I go, well, okay. Uh, and he's just like, Hey, I'm glad to be out. I'm sure this is terrible. I go, okay. Um, we got to regroup. So the dog needs, and, uh, she goes, um, well, um, let's just wipe him down. I go, Oh no, 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 no. He does not need, we have a, a we have to give him a full bath. Like big time, like the best bath ever is what he needs. 
It's too cold or do it outside. I go, well, there's two jobs. One, this whole room has to be cleaned because there's piss everywhere. Um, or the bath. You have your choice. Which job do you want to do? And first she says, clean the room. And then she says, no, I'll give him a, give him a bath. I go, okay. Now, what I wanted to do was put him in the shower and you got the detachable thing with the, you got, you know, the uh, shower head has a, has a hose and you can literally like a, like a dog bath. Okay. And, uh, she, uh, and they're in separate crates. She, she's putting them in the tub and I'm like, ah, it's not as, it's not as easy because especially, especially his underside, you know, you can't really get under there. You have to, you, you know, slap the water up to his belly and, uh, and she's just going to put him in the tub and just wash him from outside of the tub. And I go, no, you can't do that. You actually have to get in there with him. First of all, you're going to hurt your back. I've done this many times. Sex. So now I'm like helping her with her job. My job hasn't even started. I'm helping her with hers. I go, no, you got to get in there. If you're going to do it, you got to get in there. So she takes off her pants and she's in the tub with the dog. Like, all right. So then her and I, then I like, uh, I grab the shower head from the shower and stretch it into the tub and it kind of works, but it's still, it's not long enough of a hose. It's just a fucking pain in the ass. So we washed the shit out of this dog. He was so bummed. That was a nice warm bath. I don't know what his fucking problem is. Megan says, feels like the book club is working out well for you. Well, no, it doesn't lead to sex. Okay. We're not that couple. Uh, so she's in there in her underwear, washing the dog. I'm helping her. Uh, we finally get the dog washed and then he jumps out and we didn't typically I'll uh, cover him in a towel so that when he shakes, it will just, it'll stop at the towel, but we failed in that regard. So he shakes off and I'm, uh, think that maybe five or six gallons of water flew off of that dog everywhere in that bathroom. It was a total catastrophe. Holy shit. It's like more messes keep happening. First, it's piss regulated to inside of the crate. Then it's piss everywhere in the laundry room. Uh, Then the dog gets a bath. And then every bit of water that was on the dog is now on the walls of, I mean, like rolling down like Niagara Falls wet. That type of wet. The floor is like completely dangerous. It's so wet. Holy shit. Motherfuck. This, the, the mirror. Oh, everything. That's about it. That is about it. And then uh, we towel him off and he gets the zoomies. That's a guarantee, you know, as soon as you give the dog the bath, they're going to go and just run all over hell and high water. Got to, I don't know what it is. And, uh, he was all charged up running around the house, rubbing himself on shit. It was, uh, it was quite a, quite a fiasco. Corey with the joke when, uh, O'Neill was shaking urine off on us. Some people would pay good money for that. Thank you. That is true. Oh my God. 
You know what the best part is, though? Uh, nobody got... Well, there was one time Diana got mad. I didn't get mad. I'm not going to get mad. I, I probably would have if I was, like, younger, but I don't... I'm like, eh, whatever. Just deal with it. Come on. Um, When she was lifting the dog up to put him in the shower, or put him in the bath, and uh, O'Neal's like, hey, he doesn't want to go. And I goes, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. Let's just put him in the shower. And this is the answer I got. No, 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 I already got him in. I go, why, whoa, whoa, why, why am I getting yelled at here? What, why is it okay to yell at me? I go, do we have to be so angry? Stop yelling at me. I don't talk to anybody all day in this house. And when I do, someone's yelling at me. Jesus. All right. So he's, he's good now. He smells like a flower. He's completely clean. And uh, we regroup. We need a video of all this with Benny Hill music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whew. I'm glad I have you so that I can get this off of my chest, frankly. Because that's a lot. Uh, welcome into the show. So glad you are here. For those of you that are getting it, the handful of you are getting it on uh, Facebook, X, and YouTube. It's time to send you on your way. The full show happens each day uninterrupted when you download the Twitch app and then all one word, Eric Zane Live. There I am. It's that simple. Follow me there. His little button says follow. Follow it and it'll let you know when I go live. You may notice though that Twitch throws in commercials onto the video live stream. You can avoid those by subscribing. And you can do that one of two ways. There's a uh, spot where it says link up your Amazon Prime or Twitch Live or I don't know what the fuck it is. There's a red button. Hit it. Link up your Amazon Prime account if you have one. You have to do this every month. And then you get the channel free without any commercial interruption. Or you can pay for it. Some people actually just subscribe by paying for it. That's up to you. I don't even know how much it costs. Four or five bucks. Three, four or five bucks. Um that's up to you. I try not to push it because I don't like selling shit too much. I don't like to try to make you pay for shit every second that I'm talking. Do you know that there's uh, podcasts that exist where it might be on like YouTube only. And, um, there's a way on YouTube that you can have people, uh, give you money. They're called super chats. I think where they like drop, they like link up their, credit card or their bank account and then they like hit one dollar and then you get a dollar and then that's how they they actually like do a telethon every show like i know of a show that actually says okay hey it's not that different than mine local dude former radio guy oh yeah hey uh before we start the show i want to i want you to give me some money and like the the show is like a telethon every single day like holy fuck i don't know how that is sustainable I mean, I guess it works for you, but I, it seems I would feel bad doing that. 
Anyway, um, I'm going to send you on your way. Thank you so much uh, on Facebook, X, and YouTube. You can also go to any audio platform, and the uh, audio podcast of this is free as soon as I finish it up. Please throw a review my way. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I appreciate that. If you ever want to say hello, send me an email, eric at ericzancho.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Okay. That's right, Zayner. Thanks, eh? And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, check me out on Twitch. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And, of course, uh, join the show on Patreon, where I think it's Thursday of this week. It's going to be a big fraud Thursday. I'm just waiting to get confirmation from Ben. Uh, We are going to go back to who are these free beers because I heard something yesterday that gave me flashbacks. It was a suspected real heat argument between free beer and hot wings. Free beer takes shit personally. Uh, he makes it awkward. Rather than just going with it and making it a fun conversation. And that happened. Well, at least he did that with me. And it happened. It doesn't happen that much these days because they're both very, they're both, uh, very passive. Um, but it did happen yesterday and I want to feature that on who are these free beers coming up on uh, Thursday. Plus Steve has a really, really boring story that I'm like, dear God, dude, someone would someone take his microphone away for fuck's sake. Holy shit. Why is this a thing? Why are so many of you talking? Uh, that comes up on Thursday and that's on Patreon and you can sign up for free. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that I share audience with, my show and their show. And one of them is this guy on my uh, Discord who goes by uh, Gaff Moon. He listens to us here, listens to me here. I shouldn't say us, it's only me. He listens to me and then he also listens to them. And uh, this is the guy that Patrick in South Carolina got into a bunch of, uh, got into an argument with or something like that. Patrick wants to kick his ass. And I'm like, oh, he's taking it easy. We all, we're all, we all love here. We all love. But this guy, he contributes on the Free Bear and Outwing Show subreddit. And he writes, I miss having more call-in segments to their show. Now, remember... I've talked to you about how, you know, if you make a subtle change to your show, whatever, no big deal. But if over time you whittle away with all of the things that you've uh, leaned on to have a good, exciting, different, innovative show and don't replace them with new things, what have you, what do you have left at the end of the day? And that that's essentially what's happened to the show over time. It was, I always say this. It was happening when I was there. Slowly but surely, um, our best practices left us for quite some time. 
like two years before. I, I always say two years. Two years prior to me leaving, it seemed like we kept losing, dropping things, losing our fastball on a lot of things. So now that's continued, and all they have is just them in a room. Gaff Moon writes, when Freebeer was gone last week, the show did a few call-in segments. Aside from all the other changes over the years, not having call-in segments is what I miss the most. Some of that is definitely on us, the audience for not calling in more when they ask, but some is the show not pushing audience calls as much. I hope we get more. What I oftentimes marvel at when I see comments like this is how accurate they are. When you don't push it, of course people are going to forget. If you actually take time to stop down and say, hey, this show doesn't happen without you. We need you to uh, participate. Now, the motivation is different. Uh, Back when I was there, if people called and they sucked, I'd tell them and we'd hang up on them. And it was funny. They don't do that now. This person says, I go both ways. There were really great call-ins, but there was a lot of dumb that just wanted to be on the air. They also got to a point, especially in the Zane days, that call-ins were pointless because Zane would just find the dumb in them, the dumb and most insulting drops, and beat it to death over the caller. Well, agree to disagree. That was fucking great fun, at least for me. This person says, I do miss interviews. The real ones, most, but the interviews were pretty were pretty funny. The intern views. I miss interviews and intern views. Again, two more things they don't do. Intern views, they don't have interns. Uh, interviews, Greg said, I don't like them. We covered that on who are these freebers. I don't do interviews because I don't like them. That is such bullshit that you would say that. Even if it's true, I would never have uttered that. All sorts of conversation about this. I miss this show. I miss the show being more than just constant games. God damn. What a pile of shit show. Fuck. I I hope they keep doing it that way so that we can continue to make fun of it. The callers were only good if they get called out when they are boring. I just heard the call when the guy did that terrible proposal on the air. Nowadays, they would have congratulated the guy. I guess it's $5.99 a month for this show on to subscribe on Twitch. Motherfuck. God damn, that's a lot. Uh... Corey says, when you're that arrogant, it's hard to not take anything personal. There's another comment in here I wanted to read. They were good when they would mock or hang up on people who just rambled on without saying anything interesting. Now that rambling on without saying anything interesting is the actual show format. (laughs) Holy shit. I was uh, talking with Aram the other day and um, I'm still waiting to get this clip. But when I read it, I laughed. I don't recall the conversation in any way. 
He writes on October 28th. I just heard something really funny yesterday. He, he listens. He was listening to an old episode from like one and a half decades ago. You asked free beer a question where there would be two equally bad options. Like what would you rather uh, have sex with Kenny or have sex with Amanda? Like something like that. Not quite that bad. Probably something not that bad. Like, um, how would you rather die? Uh, eaten by a shark or drown? You ask Freebeer a question where there would be two equally bad options. Freebeer answers you. You asked Hot Wings the same question. Hot Wings says, hmm, I need, I need a minute to think about that. You respond, Eric. All right, you think about it. I'll find someone interesting to talk to. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ. All right. Oh my God. Please send me that clip or at least give me the timestamp. If I have the show, he says, I will. It was September of 08. I've been crushing episodes, but I will find it. You then said to him, it's a goddamn radio show. You can't just think on the air. And then everyone destroyed him. Shit. Aram says, I can't find that stupid clip. I'm still looking. Well, you wrote, you just heard something really funny. And then I said, I need the clip. How did you lose it? You just said it. You had just said it. Why didn't you just, what? Did you dream it? Still, I can totally picture that happening. I'll have to think about that and get back to you. It's like, you're doing a fucking radio show, you idiot. Joe Martinez writes, go blue. I'm glad you say that because I'm about to talk about uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Kenny says October 28th was over two weeks ago. No, no, no. He's, he had listened to the clip. One minute later, he texted me. I said, save the clip. And he says, okay, I will. Aram says, I don't know. It was between September 1st through the 12th. And I was listening to three episodes a day. Kenny says, aha, that makes more sense. Kenny, it was all there the first time I said it. I told you that on October 28th, he said, I just listened to an episode. It's always right there. But you miss so much shit. And then uh, you have to fucking figure out the goddamn Hardy Boys mystery in the chat. How about just listen? Wouldn't that be easier than these fucking minutia questions about with confusion because you're not fucking paying attention? He says, excuse me for not hearing every fucking word you say while trying to work. Well, yeah, I get that, but don't seek clarification. I don't like.
like going back and having to fucking uh, uh, retell the whole goddamn story because you're not listening. That's it. Yellow. Yellow card. Yellow card. Next one, you're getting a timeout. I'll put it back on you. Wouldn't it be easier to uh, shut the fuck up? That's what I think would be easier. God damn. He says, I see your yellow and I raise you a fuck you. That's two yellows. Fuck this shit. You have just been sat down for. Oh, shit. Don't even tell me I got to log in. God damn it. I can't ban him. You're so lucky. Bob says, I missed it. Why is Eric mad at Kenny? Shut up, Bob. Fucking pay attention, you stupid son of a bitch. Why can't I fuck? What happened here? How come I can't ban people? Two yellows equal a red. So boom, boom, boom. Okay. Um, I need to figure out how to log in here so that he can be punished. asses I don't know what the fuck is going on here this is so annoying I don't know what they I think twitch stripped my powers or some shit alright well I owe you You, I owe you you smart ass fucking round prick fuck you you grimace-looking, hillbilly, bespectacled motherfucker. Uh, your login timed out. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I can't do shit with this. Hold on a second. Aha! I might have figured it out. Motherfucker, where is he? No, it's gone. I can't fucking log into my own goddamn stream. That's annoying as shit. All right, well, I will log out, and tomorrow, the first time I see your stupid fucking... uh, fucking shit on there i am going to set your ass down Corey says riot in the chat you are powerless you assholes now everybody's gonna have a fucking field day the inmates are truly running the asylum here Where was I? Um, Thank you to Frank Fuss from my policy shop insurance. While you all have a field day saying horrible things about me in the chat, have your fun now. I'm taking notes like uh, uh, a referee during a hockey fight. 
I already owe Bob one, and I owe Kenny a. Uh, I'm writing it down. Bob, Kenny, Jersey numbers. Uh, Frank Foss from My Policy Shop Insurance. So it um, it goes like this: You have a family. Why don't you insure your life? Mom should have insurance, and Dad should have insurance. The kids should have insurance. Um, when we were growing up, when we were growing up, well, in early on, as our kids were very, very young, uh, dad was insured. Mom is insured. The kids had riders on those policies with enough insurance that in the event, in the event of a catastrophic loss, the insurance, uh, would cover, you know, I hate to say it, but a funeral, that's not exactly the most fun thing to talk about, but for the couple hundred bucks I would pay a month, uh, I was insured. I am insured for a ton of money that if something catastrophic happens to me, Dinah is taken care of for life. So are the kids. Um, scenario was very similar for Diana. If you don't take advantage of life insurance, you're making a huge mistake. Okay. Because if something catastrophic happens to you, uh, instead of actually taking care of all of this and planning for, um, you know, the inevitable, they're going to be like having to do a GoFundMe, which isn't the worst. People usually come out of the woodwork for those. But wouldn't it be nice to have the peace of mind knowing that here, while we're all together, uh, your family is taken care of? Frank Fuss can make that a reality. Uh, Frank is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. If you do not have life insurance, for you and your family, you are making a huge mistake. Uh, get started today by reaching out to Frank via his website, buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y insurancehere.com. I mean, let's say um, you got husband, wife, three kids. With wife instantly having to live alone, uh, that's going to be so much pressure on mom. The one thing she shouldn't have to worry about is how the bills are getting paid. You've taken care of that. Uh, it's worth it for your family. Okay. Get involved in this exact thing by reaching out to Frank by schedule an appointment. He'll talk to you via the phone. He'll come see you. He'll meet you wherever you want. Coffee shop, his office virtually on zoom. It's up to you. My policy shop insurance. Find him at buyinsurancehere.com. Grand Rapids Gold plays Saturday. Red Panda in town. She will be performing on her gigantic unicycle, doing unbelievable tricks at center court at halftime. Gold basketball, 14 bucks uh, is what the tickets start as, and you can go on up from there. What a great time. I want to see you at the gold basketball game on Saturday evening. Okay. You can hang out with me. I'll see you come behind me. Zane, how you doing? Hey, hey what's up? Hey, you... okay. 14 bucks a pop. Uh, if you want those seats up in the upper level, uh, but that's, and that's pretty damn good price for a fantastic basketball game. You will love, there is no bad uh, seat in the house. Awesome at Van Andel arena. Great, great arena to watch basketball in and the grand rapids gold are a fun time 
We've really kind of reworked our fan experience with the team, and it is uh, it's it's a wonderfully fun event. We've got an in uh, in the stands um, PA announcer. His name is Big Drew. You may remember Big Drew from Big Drew and Jim on ninety six point one in the afternoon. Um, Drew is uh, out of the radio game, but uh, he has other endeavors that he's involved in. And uh, now he's picked up this gig as our in-arena host. Uh, We make a great team, so I want you to hang out with us and watch the great basketball. It's a fun time for you and the family with the Grand Rapids Gold. Either click the link in the show notes or search Grand Rapids Gold, and off you go. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast. The Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock uh harbaugh had a press conference yesterday Watch live sports. He is making plans for the team uh, in the event that he is not able to go. Let's get into the story. Audio check. Oops. Thought I had it. Sorry. Audio check. Video check. Here we go. Jim Harbaugh. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh found out he was suspended for the rest of the regular season by the Big Ten this past Friday, just like everybody else. Someone showed him the announcement on social media. He was- That's weird. Head coach Jim Harbaugh found out Oops. that um, he found out on social media, like the Big Ten. Tip- you would think that they would uh, reach out to him and say, uh, hey, we're going to suspend you. Um, for them to just publish it, and then he finds out that way. That's fucking hateful shit right there. 
from the announcement on social media. He was not contacted by the Big Ten office directly. Harbaugh says he's keeping a one-track mind. They must hate that guy. During this process and is focused on game day. Harbaugh will be able to make his case Friday in court on how he believes he should be treated when it comes to the sign-stealing investigation. Okay, so this is, this is, um, this is what has happened. The Connor Stallions thing was legit. But there's nothing pointing back to Harbaugh. Yet they suspended him. Now, I love that. And it's completely unfair. They have simply just said, you did it. And I don't know how they can do that. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm glad because Harbaugh is a fucking twat. And I love the story. But holy shit. They are just fucking suspending him and punishing him, and they, they don't have any proof. He wants to be seen as innocent until proven guilty. Harbaugh says he has received support from athletic director Ward Manuel, Michigan president Santa Ono, and from the school's board of regents. The Wolverines head coach feels great about the backing from the school. Our team is already galvanized. I mean, they're already connected. They're together. But, uh, boy, I'm feeling a galvanized Michigan University alumni network, largest living alumni body in the world for any school, and the fan base, uh, which goes coast to coast and, and worldwide, uh, really being galvanized. That's a tremendous thing. That's a, mag that's a monumental thing when you think about it. You know, everybody. Uh, He's really leaning into this. Everybody fighting like the team we're supposed to be. Man, that's, that's going to be tough to beat. If Michigan beats Maryland on Saturday, the Wolverines will be the first team in college football history to win 1,000 games. <laughs> that, that is not going to do anything to quell this really, really uh, hyper Michigan fan base. They're so fired up. If, they, if uh, going into the Ohio State game, they will have won 1,000 games exactly. The only team to ever do that. Oh, my God. Um, God damn. So, if, uh, if that happens, the good news is we can expect more of uh, Sharon Moore. And it's worth playing again. This The greatest press conference or greatest interview I've ever seen by a college football coach. Michigan beats Penn State. Congratulations first on the win. To say that this has been a crazy 24 hours for your guys. To win on the road in this environment when there were doubts. Sharon, what does it mean to you? Look at that face. Well, I thank the Lord. Well, I thank Coach Harbaugh. <laughs> fucking love you, man. I want to thank the Lord. want to thank Coach Harbaugh. I fucking love you, man. Love the shit out of you, man. Love the shit out of you, man. Yes. This is for you. For this university, the president. Our AD, we got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Oh. Love you guys. These fucking guys right here. These guys right here, man. <laughs> These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. Talk, Talk to him, man. I'm out.
He dropped two fucks and a shit. But not only was it a shit, uh, it, it, not only is it, does he say uh, fuck, he says fuggin, F-U-G-G-I-N. If you drop a fuggin, that's that's when you're just, you're just. Four hours for your guys. I fucking love you, man. Well, I thank the Lord. Well, I thank Coach Harbaugh. Fucking love you, man. I love the shit out of you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These fucking guys right here. These guys right here, man. <laughs> These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. How do you not love that guy? You got to. Now, Michigan haters are everywhere. I am. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I am not a hater of Michigan. Okay? But they absolutely cheated. So that's why I want them to lose. Okay? And uh, everybody's like, oh, yeah, everybody cheats. It's like, well, I don't know about that. I, I mean, how, how do you say that? And even if they did, they didn't get caught. Michigan got caught cheating. Joe Martinez says, yes, I, I do hate Michigan. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't at all. In fact, when they're not cheating, um, I, w- I like them to win. I like them now. Okay? I like them now. You see, now Joe is like, oh, yeah, you need proof. We, we, we do. It's circumstantial, but it is still proof. And it's, it's the court of Eric Zane. You know, you can have the court, the, the court of Joe Martinez. You are in charge of your court. I am in charge of my court. You are stay in the Joe Martinez lane in the Eric Zane court. The best part about the Eric Zane court is Eric Zane is the judge and he's the jury and he's the bailiff and the reporters. So there's no doubt in my mind, Michigan cheated. Uh, And there's very little evidence, if any at all, that that happened. But it doesn't matter because I've convicted them in the court of Eric. So they should be punished for that. Will they? Probably not. I suspect Harbaugh will get by this, but I don't know if it's going to matter. Because you know how they talked about that whole being galvanized thing? And Joe... Uh, that is with, let's see now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven comments out of nine. And the other two are Kenny. So that's two yellows for red. If I could, I'd fucking sit you down. Um, you know, the fact that, uh, this coach, this, this assistant coach, I, that guy is fantastic. He has just earned the new head coaching job. Which, by the way, I have to ban Kenny, and I have to ban Joe Martinez, and I have to ban Bob for snark. My son is calling me. Hang on a second. Hello, everything okay? I'm podcasting. 
You know, like I've done for the past five years. I'm definitely live. Okay, I love you. Bye. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't know what's up. He was like, check to see if you're alive. Ah, you checked to see if I was live on Facebook. Uh, Megan says Zane is the dad that can't get out of his chair to punish the kids right now, but threatens. Joe Martinez refers to me as a pinche pendejo. That's okay. I got my, I got notes. I got notes. Go ahead. Get it out of your system now. Get it out of your system now. I hope you have fun. Now, the only thing that can really fuck this shit up is if Maryland somehow beats Michigan. That's probably not going to happen. Um, and then you got Ohio. I, I actually don't want, I want Michigan to beat Maryland because I love the Ohio State game. I do. Um, and I'll probably be neutral. I think leading up to, even as um, um, recent as yesterday, I would have been like, I want Ohio State to win. Now I'm like, eh, I don't know. I just want a good game. Um, it would be great if Ohio State did win. So I guess I want Ohio State to win just so that Michigan, um, we, because then the butt hurt will exist, you know, and we'll be hearing all the excuses from all the Michigan fans. And that that's a wonderful thing, you know? So uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. But if Michigan, I, th- I would think Michigan is more likely to win both those games than, uh, than lose at, uh, those games at all. Um, if Michigan beats Ohio State, then you really have a scenario where um, Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, is he's in a bad spot because Ohio State fans, you can win every game, but if you lose the Michigan game, then you're fucked. Okay? And if that happens again this year, those Ohio State fans are going to be pissed off. Holy shit, are they going to be pissed? They might kill Ryan Day. You may never see him again. You remember Woody Hayes? You know, that was a great battle between Michigan and Ohio State with Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. Each quarterback would throw the ball like four times. Like, uh, uh, you know... John Wangler would be four out of five for 16 yards. And Arch Leister would be six out of eight for 24. And then he'd be gambling in between each quarter. That's the way that game used to be. And then each team would run for 600 yards on 99 carries. Those games were so horrible. Most boring things that have ever happened. You ever want to fall asleep? Uh, bust out like uh, Michigan against Ohio State, 1977. Oh, no. The way that the formations would be, um, you'd have the center, the guard, tackle, 
So that's five guys, and then six is the quarterback. And then you'd have like three running backs and like a wishbone. And then like two tight ends. And then they'd uh, give it to one of the running backs and just run right into the pile. Three yards and a cloud of dust. Not even three yards. Half a yard and a cloud of dust. The game would be like three nothing. Final score. I'm so glad they don't play football like that anymore. (sighs) All right. So on this show, we've talked a lot about our beloved Ottawa County where I live. In fact, right now, they are in a closed door meeting at the county, county building. And um, I think putting the finishing touches on Adeline Hambly resigning and then walking out with a briefcase, well, a truckload of money, $4.1 million, 30 years of her salary. I cannot believe that that's how that panned out. I'm so happy for her. And the assistant health director is getting a vacation till January, paid vacation till January. And then, and then from there she gets a year, which is like $130,000 or some shit. How great is that? And then the Ottawa impact piece of shit. It's not guaranteed that they're bringing that cocksucker. Um, what the fuck is his name? Ryan Kelly, Ryan Kelly. Am I getting that right? No, Nate Kelly. Ryan Kelly's the piece of shit that ran for governor. Nate Kelly is the guy who puts in furnace filters and does furnace tune-ups for like, I don't know, service professors, some shit. And, uh, they want to make him the fucking health director. Um, as that unfolds, Matt Whitko's from Fox 17, who you recognize that game, uh, name because he's had a number of stories pertaining to all the Ottawa County shit. Uh, he does the story about how with the crippling of the health department, how there is much less food to give away to needy people in particular, like vouchers for the elderly who would get a voucher for a certain amount of food, people on fixed income who are the most destitute for whatever reason. Um, they no longer have that to help feed them. Budget cuts to the Ottawa County health department are having ripple effects with local. That's weird. Organizations now pausing food programs. Our Matt Wickos has been covering these cuts for months. Uh, Matt, what does this mean for the people they serve? Jamie and Josh, at this time, people are losing key resources to getting fresh food. The Ottawa Food Program is a joint effort between the county's health department and a food advisory board. And tonight, they, they say they're pausing two programs to help people in the most need. This is a direct result of you know the the reorganization of the health department that had to occur from you know, the new budget. Christian Glyons is a member of the Ottawa Food Advisory Board. Advisory Board helps the other 45 plus um, member organizations sort of corral their efforts, channel their enthusiasm and their um, desire to alleviate food insecurity. In How about this guy? He's kind of a stud. I bet you he gets tons of tail. County into programming that can generate the most good. 
The board is now suspending its gleaning program in Hudsonville, Spring Lake, and Georgetown, a program that collects fresh produce from local farmer markets and distributes them to nearby food pantries. That program did bring in several thousand pounds of food over the course of the year. Um, just at this location alone. Senior Project Fresh is also being put on hold. According to Cleons, this program provided 125 coupon books valued at $20 to low-income seniors last year. Of course, that money is going directly into the pockets of local farmers. There's a huge economic impact. Um, 90 cents of every dollar that's spent from the, senior, from the Project Fresh um, program stays in the community. In late September, the Ottawa County Board of Commissioners voted in a majority to make cuts to the health department. What's up with Matt Whitcoast on the Annunciation? It's like his, uh, it, like before he does the report, he goes to the dentist and he gets like a Novocaine shot. Program stays in the community. In late September, the Ottawa County Board of Commissioners he voted said late September in a majority to make cuts to the health department. One cut, health education, by very sloppy, by around three hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars. The Ottawa County Department of Public Health adds because of this change, they had to eliminate the position that coordinates with other food programs. In a statement sent to Fox, so somebody gets fired. 17, they say in part, OCDPH respects Ottawa Foods' decision to pause some of its programs in light of these budget and staffing changes. The department also recognizes and celebrates the important work of Ottawa Food and its member organizations to eliminate hunger, promote healthy eating for all, and increase sourcing of local food in Ottawa County for the past 12 years. Yeah, they're cutting it because you took the money that you would have spent. Without that public-private hybrid that we've really sort of spent the last 12 years developing, um, it's going to look different, and we wanted to let everyone know we're taking the time to figure out how, that, how that's going to look so we can do it as well as we can. The Ottawa Food Advisory Board says they plan to still collaborate with the 45 other local agencies. However, at this point, they have canceled their monthly and quarterly meetings. In studio, I'm Matt Whitcoast, Fox 17 News. Matt sounds hammered. What if Ryan used to work with him when Ryan was working at a uh, TV station? Yeah, I, I would corner and say, Matt, you sound drunk. Uh, Asshole Kenny is now doing song lyrics. What the fuck, dude? Megan says, Matt Whitko's probably says Fulton instead of Fulton. Adam says, did he just say distributes weird? Yeah, I'm telling you, he sounded hammered. My God, man, I so want to be able to log in so I can start fucking screwing with these guys. There's got to be a way to do this. Uh, log out. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, I will. Log in. Username, Eric Zane Live. Send me a code. What can I do? Zero eight three. Uh huh. See, maybe this will work. 
Aha! Bye-bye, bitch! See ya, bitch! Bob, I owe you uh, 600 seconds for snark. And one more. Where's that Mexican motherfucker? Oh, I say, th- oh, there he is. <laughs> there you go. Oh, not so smart now, are we, bitch? Yes. The hammer is back. Boom. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yellow, yellow, red. Yellow, yellow, red. Yellow, yellow, red. Yellow, yellow, red. Megan says it's weird how I get immunity, but Senor Martinez does not. Well, you didn't break the rule. The rule is don't pollute the chat with 8 million things. You have not done that. You've you've followed the rules. These fucking slobs. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so happy. Megan said earlier, did you see the Fox 17 report last night about the food programs? Trying not to spoil a story if it's coming up. You absolutely were spoiling a story. That's a total warning right there. Resist the urge. Come on now. What is going on with you people? (sighs) All right. Um, So that's going on right now as we speak. There's a lot of fucked up stories in and around the area. So, um, there's, there's another one that's bubbling under two that I just saw where some guy has like a vacation home and on the vacation home, um, oh shit. Hold on a second. I'm having trouble. Hang on. Let me do this because I just had a story and it disappeared. And now I'm going to put you into an intermission and go, go tinkle. After I find out what's going on here. Stand by. All right. Yep. All right. Starting over. Fresh, clean starts. Joe Martinez uh, logged out or something like that. Logged back in. And then proceeded to stick his finger right into my butt again. Unbelievable. Out of control. Pinche pendejo is how he refers to me, which is like the worst thing you can say about anybody. He'll be back wreaking havoc, talking about fucking Harbaugh and being, and it's okay. It's bad enough with just Joe. Um, But when you have an annoying fuck like Kenny, who even when he's not, see Joe's trying to be annoying. Okay. Kenny just is annoying. If Kenny's awake, he's annoying. If Kenny's breathing, he's annoying. The only time Kenny's not annoying is when he's eating. 
because then he's not being annoying. He's concentrating on the food. He's even annoying when he's sleeping. I take it back. If he's if he's sleeping, it's annoying. You just want to drop an anvil on his face because he's so annoying when he he's the most annoying sleeper ever, I'm told. My God, what a pain in the ass. You know how many times I've said that? How much of a pain in the ass you are? Uh, all right. Back to what I was talking about. So some guy has like a vacation house somewhere in, uh, in, in the area. And, uh, his neighbor at the vacation house in a place called Columbia Township, Michigan, which is in Van Buren County, which is south of here. The guy who owns a house, it's on a lake. The neighbor says, hey, man, I think somebody's fucking with your property. The area is known as Lower Jephthah Lake. And on the guy's property, he's, you know, he's, he's uh, fixing his place up and he has uh, an excavator which this piece of heavy equipment is the kind that has like an arm with, uh, and it can like grab a, a tree and then um, the blades just cut the tree and then the arm just picks up the tree and throws it away. It's a e- really effective, fast way to uh, clear trees if you wanted to do something with your property. Fantastic piece of, in, of, uh, of equipment. I mean, you can wipe out like a whole forest in a few hours. They're fucking great. Well, the guy's got an excavator on his property. He must be doing something with it. And I guess somebody was pissed off that he was doing that with like doing whatever you do with your property and, uh, came in and started fucking with, uh, everything. And then the next thing, you know, the excavator is in the lake. So, Authorities show up there and like, what the fuck is going on here? How did the excavator wind up in a lake? And uh, this picture will tell you how the excavator wound up in the lake. Look at somebody put a brick on the accelerator. Somebody started up the excavator, aimed it towards the lake and put a brick, a very big brick on the accelerator and it and drove it into the lake. Look at this. There's the excavator. They're they're pulling it out of there. Look at this dude with his frog suit. He's like, ah, shit. There's the excavator on the crane. That's the that's the arm there and the and the cutter thing. God damn. Can you imagine that? I don't. I I'm a, I'm amazed that um with the technology that we have that anybody fucks with anybody's shit ever. Okay. Kyle says, so this does work. I only thought it happened in movies. Um, For me, when, if you think about fucking with anybody's shit, like, I don't know, flaming bag of poop on the front porch, uh, vandalized. There's another story I have coming up where people are painting swastikas on somebody's property. Uh, 
the advent and the the ease and the uh, inexpensiveness of um, of cameras, how inexpensive they are. They're everywhere. You can't do shit anymore without someone seeing you. And there are so many cameras that if cops do a good job in trying to recover the cameras, you can actually commit a crime in the middle of nowhere, but they can piece together camera shots of a uh, suspected a suspected vehicle or person all the way back to your fucking house. So I'd be, that's, that'd be something if there was no cameras, if there were no cameras on this piece of property, but the boldness that people have to have knowing that they could actually be on camera, lifting the brick, putting it into the thing and go into the water. And then that's it. Holy shit. Um, investigators say it was suspicious. You think a neighbor checking on the property for the owners discovered that the, what the police are calling malicious destruction of property in the middle of the day, two 15 PM <clears throat> extensive damage to the property besides the water log construction equipment. I wonder if, um, if after that equipment dries out, if it's any good. That I imagine it, it could be right. Some of you that are hillbillies would know this. Nick, the uh, in the in the arena, the, our electrician friend would probably know if that excavator would be any good. It took dive teams from the sheriff's office and the help of Mike's towing out of Bangor, Bangor to uh, pull it out. The brick they found was wedged tight enough to be still in place after the equipment had been pulled from the lake. So they did a bang up job in making sure that thing was going to be on there. Damn it. Hang on. I got to sneeze. <coughs> oh, have mercy. I did an interview yesterday with, uh, these two people that I know named Amy and, uh, Scott. It's a fantastic story. I posted it to my fa- uh, Facebook and I made it available, the audio on the free platform. In February, Amy was told by her nephrologist, your kidneys are so bad that, um, what do you, what do they call that? Dialysis won't work. She had a port in her body and they would hook a uh, tube up to it and they would pull all of the blood out of her body clean it and put it back in the job your kidneys does after, after long, after uh, enough time, it's ineffective. Jeffrey, my pal, um, that's where he, he was getting to that point. He wasn't as bad as Amy. Amy was told. Yeah. Um, it's ineffective. And so you have four and a half months to live. She said, what do I do? They said, pray and start to tell people that you need that kidney. She went to channel 13. Uh, I think I played you the follow-up story, but this was in February. She went to channel 13. Channel 13 did the Amy's going to die story. This dude, Scott, who I featured yesterday, he was scrolling through Facebook and saw the story. And then he went, I think I'll do that. And he fucking did, uh, reached out to Amy somehow. I think the story had her number on it. And, uh, 
she had gotten a few people that said they were going to help, but, um, you know, guarded thoughts as to whether or not any of them will go through with it. And uh, Scott went through with it. And his story is fantastic because there's a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs and highs and lows. So um, then in July, and he had reached out to me after he saw the story and he agreed that he wanted to do it. And he reached out to her and said, I'm going to give you one of my kidneys. Out of the blue, I hear from him. He introduces himself to me. He was aware of what went down on my end. And um, then I go, okay, well, yeah, uh, let's talk leading up to this. And um, if you have any any questions or concerns, obviously I can uh, put your mind at ease if you get in that weird spot, you know. Um, and uh, I, I never, he never really um, had any issues. He was uh, very strong in his resolve. And, um, yeah, it comes down to, uh, the, the week of the surgery goes, all right, this is it. I go, all right, buddy, you're going to do great. And he did. He, uh, it was a fantastic time. They took it right out of him, put it right in her. And that thing was, uh, mad effective at cleaning her, uh, her blood. And, uh, she is alive and well today. Their story, getting them together on that interview is something you should check out. I have it posted the video. Uh, on my Facebook, Eric Zane show, uh, Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. If you're not already there, it's uh, right near the top. And, uh, then the audio podcast is available wherever you download the audio podcast. And it is, uh, it's quite a story, quite a story. Also had a uh, great time talking with Waylon yesterday. Oh my God, that band, these guys are really taking off. Um, they, they're in a spot where they kind of started to have more of a country vibe to them, but they're not a country band per se. They're kind of like their own thing. Well, anyway, I just chatted with them and, um, Waylon has new material coming out on, um, Friday of this week. And, um, I'm excited about that. And they also have a new album coming out in the spring and they're going to be in town here in Grand Rapids at the intersection. The intersection has several rooms now. And one of them is called elevation, uh, can hold about, I don't know, I think like 500 people or something like that. Um, and they're going to have a show on black Friday, go to sectionlive.com to get a, to get tickets for that. I will be there after the hockey game. Now, if you are on Patreon and you are planning to go to the show, that means you'll have a ticket. And since you're a Patreon member, you are in the drawing for the VIP, which uh, if you are a fan of the band, you are going to love this. Holy shit. There's a lot that uh, that has to offer as a VIP. As a VIP, you will get an entry into the venue early. There's a private sound check party that happens. Uh, just a handful of people there watching the band get ready and perform. First access to the merch booth. Meet and greet with the band. Photo op with the band, and they'll give you a signed show poster. Now, when people buy that, it's $70. You don't have to pay for that if you win. Tickets are 15 bucks at sectionlive.com. So you buy the ticket 
and you're on Patreon, then you're in the drawing. So get a group together. Let me know that you're going to the, to the concert. And then I will have a drawing and draw the winners of the VIP. Uh, it was cool talking to those guys too. Very, very cool. I'm loving them. Uh, you can check that interview out on, uh, on Facebook. They are in Nashville, Tennessee now making music these days. Torp God says, what band? And then a, uh, a show audience member writes Wayland. And then Torp God says, cool beans. I love that. Cool beans was the last. We got to start bringing cool beans back. What's the origin of the term cool beans? There had to have been one person who said it first. Cool beans. And then it took off. God damn. All right. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Making dreams come true. If you need a mortgage, this is where you go. From anywhere in the U.S., reach out to Mario. Number one in America for a reason. He's built his business on trust, service, 231-332-6505. If you are ever in need of a mortgage, go to the trusted source, the pedigree, the best, the leader and the best. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231 332-6505 whether it's your first mortgage or your 10th or you're just maybe getting money out of your home so you can uh, pay off a high interest credit card bill or I don't know take a vacation home improvement pay off a loan shark gambling debt 231-332-6505 today ah yes Joe Martinez the world famous Joe who is in the audience wreaking havoc right now. 616-516-8579. You have until December 1st to take advantage in one of my favorite things that we've talked about on the show. The fact that for five years now, I've been talking about getting your furnace and AC tuned up and it costing $79. And by the way, it's always been the same price. Well done. $79. 616-516-8579. But now, if you schedule before December 1, that $79 turns into $0. And what I love about this is the simplicity. When you call and schedule your furnace tune-up, Joe will show up, he'll walk into your home, he'll make fun of me, and then he's going to go and tune up the furnace. And then he's going to leave. You don't have to pay and then submit a rebate. He's going to take the proof that he tuned up your furnace and send it off to DTE Energy because he has this deal. He's working in conjunction with them, and he's the only uh, HVAC specialist in uh, West Michigan doing it. It's only a select one that gets to take advantage of it, and it's Joe. DTE Energy then writes Joe the check for 79 bucks. So what I'm telling you is, This is 100% free and you should have this done every year. Now, not everybody is going to get to do it because you've procrastinated. 
but call today and get in. 616-516-8579. There is still time to uh, get your furnace uh, tuned up. Kevin Kuypers wants to know where that Whalen show is. The intersection. Um, I will be there, but I will be there after the hockey game. The term cool beans apparently originated in the 1970s with Cheech and Chong cited as pioneers of the term. The phrase continued to be used throughout the 80s and 90s. TV daughter T- DJ Tanner said it frequently on the television show Full House. It roughly means okay or sounds good. Thank you, Torp God. Torp God's relatively new here. What's your story? How did you find this podcast? I'm anxious. I- I'm always interested in how people uh, encounter the show. I had no idea Cheech and Chong came up with that. So it's like a drug reference. So essentially DJ Tanner was, was saying a drug reference on the show Full House. Brandis says, I wish I lived closer. I just got the news. I need a whole new furnace. Where are you again, Cedar Rapids? Joe... We'll go see you. Joe will bring it all to you, but you have to pay for him to get there. Joe, can we get you to commit as you or David going all the way to Cedar Rapids, Iowa to install a furnace? How can we make that happen? That would be a wonderful story, though. You could you could go on like an adventure and bring all your shit there. Torp God found easy from a recommendation on the main page. So does that mean no, um, you had not actually listened to the show on the radio back in the day. The only uh, incarnation of me is through Twitch. Is that correct? Joe Martinez. Okay. I will give you carte blanche to insult me forever and ever. Um, if you will go all the way to Cedar Rapids and repair and install a new furnace for Brandis, I'm going to need some yes or no. Uh, Torp God, more information says, no, I never heard of you before, but you look familiar. You look like a TV personality. No, thank you. That's actually uh, a nice compliment. Uh, nothing TV related. Where are you? Is it Traverse City, Michigan? Is that what I, I heard you say? Maybe you are. I thought you said Traverse City, Michigan. Yeah, Traverse City. Nice. Beautiful up there. Are you one of the rich people in Traverse City? Or are you a hilljack? Because you got a real, real, uh, there's definitely a line between both sides of the track. You know, he says, I live near the South TC. I don't know. Oh, in the woods. Oh, okay. So you're my kind of person. Yeah. That's like me too. 
Uh, I, I'm part hillbilly myself. So I'm glad to hear that you're in the woods of Traverse City. Because, you know, you get into that rich area, and they're, they're all fucking assholes over there. Those rich bastards. Fuck that shit. Uh, the community of Springfield, Michigan, which I've never heard of that. Calhoun County. I think I know where that is. Uh, vandals fuck shit up and started painting swastikas everywhere. The problem is there are no Jews in Calhoun County. That is not a thing. That is not a Jewy part of, of Michigan. So the kids are going around and they're spray painting swastikas on shit. Vandalism hitting a neighborhood in Springfield over the weekend. Residents woke up to their homes, not how they left them. And as Yasmin Moody shows us, the Calhoun County Sheriff's Office believes juveniles may be responsible. Along this street, Nettles Road, some residents found parts of their home. She's good, by the way. Homes vandalized, while others had their cars spray painted, and some residents woke up to this symbol of hate painted on their garage. Stepped outside and I looked and I said, "Wow, uh, what's going on?" Like several residents in the Upton Park. That guy's like, "That's something that I would spray paint on a Jew's house. What's it doing on my house?" Park area. Dwayne Jackson and his mother Janie Roche. Okay, here's Dwayne and his mom. His mom looks younger than him. And what the fuck's he living with his mom for? Found their home vandalized. They've lived here since... Uh, maybe he's taking care of her. ...the 60s and say this incident is a shocking and disturbing first. Not at all. Almost as disturbing as this guy's mustache. Holy shit, look at that thing. You can't even see his mouth moving. You know, other than us kids, maybe toilet paper and houses, but no. How can he say that that's a good look? It looks like a, uh, the upper portion of a 1970s muff. This, this is just pure hate. Jackson says the neighborhood is usually quiet, but lately not so much. See? Cameras everywhere. Referring to shots fired last week involving a group of teens. And this, you know, starts making you wonder, yeah. you know, every time you step out your door. Some residents had swastikas spray painted on their property, while others were tagged with gang signs. We've reached out to different gang units uh, in the area. Uh, to get some type of assistance with this uh, to help identify. Um, but at this point, we're not real familiar on, on who that gang affiliation is. I would never let that guy speak on camera ever again. Lieutenant Curtis Smith says on Sunday they received four to... F he, that must be Steve McKiernan's brother or something. Five complaints of vandalism on Nettle Street. We have collected items uh, from the scene. I love my brother Steve's radio show. Uh, that hopefully down the road will lead to a uh, possible... Suffering. My brother Steve talks about his kids on the radio all the time, and it's almost as boring as me. Expect information uh, that we can move forward with. He believes it was a random act by juveniles with no specific targets. This is really a good area. Uh, we haven't had really any tagging or vandalism like this. Um, My ears are vandalized with your voice. In the past, so uh, we're, we're looking into that as well to see why this area was, was targeted. While the sheriff's office works to find who did this, Jackson and Roche will be putting up surveillance cameras. See? They're worried the next time won't be spray paint.
but a bullet. Uh-huh. 87, I don't think I could defend myself. She's 87? My She's pretty hot for 87. Self, but I bet I... <laughs> Good try, Mom. I love her yeah, hair. Lieutenant Smith says they are still investigating this situation, but whoever did this could be facing charges for malicious destruction of property. Reporting in Springfield, I'm Yasmin Ludi, Fox 17 News. Yasmin Ludi will not be around long. She is good. Damn. She is very good at that. Well, that's so fucked up. That's what those people have to live with. Nice community. Kent said this cop should teach that guy with the mustache how to groom his facial hair. Hojo Potatoes describes him as Yosemite Sam. Uh, Corey says blue lives no longer matter. (laughs) Come on, man. Jesus. Can't get behind blue lives no longer matter. You idiot. I'll save that last story about the driver who fended off the would-be carjacker with an unusual weapon until the uh, Patreon bonus podcast. Which, if you are not on the Patreon bonus uh, podcast, will you please try it for free? Like Torp got there. He's not even subscribed to the channel here. He knows I'm here. So you got to commit. If you're enjoying the show, you got to follow on Twitch, you got to subscribe and then you got to sign up for free on my Patreon. My Patreon is free. There's a lot of podcasting there that you're missing. You know, if you want somebody to uh, entertain you throughout the day, you need EZ on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Eric, the uh, Eric Zane is right at the bottom of the screen. Check it out for seven days free. Hojo potatoes, same thing. What are you doing? Sign up. Dumb stuff like this happens everywhere. Eventually, because of America's young and dumb teens, we've always had them. Most aren't anti-Semites or racist. They are just dumb and out to do stupid acts. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that these kids uh, want anything bad to happen to Jews. They just do dumb shit. I mean, when I was a kid, I was drawing swastikas everywhere. That's what you do when you're a kid. You dream about having sex, which you won't. And, uh, you, cause you know, any kid that's too busy to put a goddamn swastika in someplace is, uh, uh, not cool enough to actually get a chick to have sex with him. So yeah, of course, of course. Thank you, Torp God for subscribing. Jesus. Now go over to Patreon and sign up for seven days free. You'll like it. And then you'll stay on. And then voila, we've got a great relationship. And you've and you're entertained. Um, no, the idea that um, that they they just know it's kids because they're so stupid in an area that where there are no Jews to put a swastika. Of course, if they were if they were really malicious, they would go to a synagogue and do it. But in that part of the state, they don't even know what Jews are. Hell, they don't even know what the swastika is. What does this mean? I have no idea. It's because they're stupid fucking hilljacks. Chris says dicks and penises and swastikas. That's what kids draw. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
You can't take that shit seriously. Uh, Hojo Potato says, if it's not a swastika, it's a prick or a smiley face or smashing pumpkins or throwing a snowball through a window. Oh, yeah. It's all good. It's the price of doing business. That's why you got to be nice to these kids. You know, treat them with respect even when they don't deserve it. Just kiss their ass because you don't want to fuck up your shit. Now, we like old man Zane. He's pretty cool. Nice guy. All right. By the way, my neighborhood is becoming very young. Like, we've got a lot of young moms and dads with young kids moving in. And you would not believe the... um, the uh how they how they play outside for some reason the kids in our neighborhood um their parents are getting them somehow away from video games and they're playing football in the street and like you know baseball i'm like what the fuck is going on here basketball they're like doing shit outside uh you know they're they they don't look like uh moody fuckface video game kids like like kenny's son you know, uh, they, they actually communicate and they're not like introverted because they sit in the house all day, uh, pounding their cocks, playing video games. We're actually turning a corner in this neighborhood. I love this. Torb God says it's satanic how schools remove God out of school out of school allegiance and force gender shit. Well, we're going to have to disagree there. I don't think that, uh, I think you might be reading into it a little bit too much. I don't think there's anybody forcing you. You will be this way. You got to understand some of these kids are grappling with a sexual identity. They're trying to be welcoming so that they don't feel alienated because of Extreme levels of suicide amongst those portions of the population. That is a very uh, south side of Traverse City opinion to have, by the way. That's We got to beat that out of you over time. It's not quite as simple as uh, that dumb statement that you just made, but that's okay. We'll forgive you. Around here, we don't, we don't really think like that. You're new. I understand. Uh... The whole idea about God not being in school, you got to understand, there's about 50 different gods. It's kind of like that whole separation between church and state here. School is not where we talk about religion. That's where we talk about like math and science and things like that. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. I like you and all, but that was a, Really stupid thing to say. All right. Anyway. Thank you to Dale from Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. Uh, Dale is a great story. The fact that this man has taken his unbelievable proficiency uh, at drug dealing and turned it into actual clean work. Literally clean work. Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. Not only that, he cleans restaurants, janitorial services. If you or someone you know is has a restaurant and they need it clean, you call Dale. He'll even clean the hood 
above the grill there and fryer areas. That has to be cleaned by a trained professional. That's stale. He is certified. 231-740-4098 for superior cleaning and power washing. He also does snow plowing in the greater Muskegon area. 231-740-4098. Last but not least, Blue Frost IT. I had to call them yesterday because I had a bit of an issue. Blue Frost IT online at bluefrostit.com. If you have anything computer or tech related that is not firing the way it should, and you are in West Michigan, call the number one tech support crew in West Michigan, Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. Find them online at bluefrostit.com. You can hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Have a great time doing cameos that cost $20. I'm always looking for new advertisers to this show. Drop me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. And I'll tell you how it works. And I have t-shirts and merch on my website, ericzaneshow.com. Check them out and buy one. Today's asshole of the day. Yesterday, it was the Dallas Mavericks. I forget why. The asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. The point of this is you win an award as the asshole of the day or group, organization, person, whatever. Uh, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me. And then, uh, it dissipates like a fart in the wind. And I forget exactly why you were made asshole of the day. I know exactly who it's going to be. And this is without a doubt who it has to be. The asshole of the day is me. Based on um, my horrible um, uh, taking care of O'Neal. I almost lost my dog. And then because I didn't let him out, he slept in pee. And I feel so bad about that. So I think that this is absolutely appropriate. My poor boy. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I got a lot of, I got to take better care of my dog. That is absolutely true. Um, Bob says also asshole the day easy for making listeners miss so many key moments of the show. I don't think that was, there was many, um, Oh, well, the, well, I, okay. I see what you say. Yes. I made you miss some key moments. I didn't make you miss it. You just couldn't comment. You know, you can still watch. God damn. Uh, Hojo potatoes says, well, first of all, Corey adds, in a very harsh tone, much more harsh than what I said, keep your fucking church out of public schools. A Jewish kid shouldn't have to listen to your stupid BS or a Muslim kid, etc. See, now that you see, you did what I did in a in a worse way. You 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 said it in a it's like inciting a riot. Hojo Potato says, I bet in any school you'll hear God 200 times a day. My God, is she beautiful? Oh God, here she comes, that jerk. TGIF and on and on. God's still in school. That's ah, not the same. Those are uh, figures of speech that have been burned into the uh, into our into our lexicon. Way different. Come on now, don't be silly about this. Uh, I agree. Religion has no place in public schools. If you want religion in schools, go to a private religious school. It's that simple. Okay. That is going to do it. That's my time today. I appreciate you guys being here. You're awesome.
Thank you. Um, I'll join you on Patreon. I do. I am going to play Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia coming up in 21 minutes. I'll talk to you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.